The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Learn to quiet the noise of the ego and connect to the truth of your soul. Join former monk and host of the Practicing Human podcast, Corey Mascara, for Living in Alignment, a weekend workshop live stream, live from Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, June 28th through 30th. Rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing. To learn more and register for this live stream, go to eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello. Today, I wanted to share some thoughts that I've been having for a while on that relationship that we hear in a lot of the um, new agey and self-help literature about that relationship between empaths and narcissists. So the way the story goes is something like this. Empaths are these loving, kind, compassionate souls who feel the feels of what other folks are feeling like it's happening to them. And because empaths can intuit, right, other people's perspectives and feelings and thoughts and emotions, it means that sometimes they have a little bit of difficulty holding boundaries, right? Because if I say no to you, but I can feel how disappointed you are, it makes it so much harder for me to say, yeah, no, that doesn't work for me. Narcissists, on the other hand, as the story goes, are highly manipulative, highly uncaring folks where really the name of the game is all about me. In the psychological literature, right, we know that narcissistic personality disorder is a diagnosable condition with a bunch of criteria attached to its diagnosis. But a lot of times in the world of empaths and narcissists, right, the way that we uh, see it in the literature and the books and the popular media, it's not necessarily someone with a full-blown narcissistic personality disorder. A lot of times we're talking about folks with narcissistic tendencies. So what does that mean? Well, first of all, we all have narcissistic tendencies, so I'm going to give away a little bit of what I'm going to talk about down the line right now. But according to the literature, the basic idea is narcissists are people that have an inflated idea of them, their sense of self. Everything's about them. They don't have a ton, if any, empathy because they see everything only through their very own perspective. And when they are in relationships, it's very much about what you can do for them and not at all about what they can do for you. So a narcissistic type folk is going to love the heck out of you when you're doing what they want you to do and providing something for them that makes them feel good, oftentimes things that will stoke and build their own sense of self. They're going to get really unhappy with you when you don't toe the line and give them what they think that they need. Because narcissists can't really appreciate other people's perspectives, again, it's all about them. It doesn't matter if you say no, you know, with a very good reason, like, no, I'm sorry, I can't go to the movies with you right now, but, you know, my daughter has 112 fever, which hopefully she does not because that's not a thing. But you get the idea. But to a narcissist, a lot of times, they don't really see your perspective, wants, or needs. They simply see whether or not their wants and needs and desires are getting met. 
right? And when they're not, or they perceive that they're not, they can get pretty mad at you. And people with narcissistic personality disorder can often get very ragey. It's not always a thing, but it is often a thing. And narcissistic rage, if you've ever experienced it, especially directed at you, is a really scary and powerful thing because they get really, 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 really thrown off and really upset when their needs are not getting met. And remember, if you're in a relationship with a narcissist, the problem has always got to be you because people with narcissistic personality disorder or narcissistic tendencies, they don't really recognize, they, they have an inflated self sense of self and they are protecting that sense of self with all of their might. They don't want to hear about what their problems are. They don't want to hear about what's wrong with them whenever there's a problem with anything, including something that might seem clear to you is about you know their own deficiencies it's going to land on your lap. It's going to be your problem. And that's what can make a relationship with a narcissistic person really, really tricky because they run the show. And oftentimes we hear this term gaslighting, right? So maybe you've heard that one as well. And that is where somebody tells you your truth right through their eyes and expects you to see things the way that they see them and is not really very open to other interpretations or allowing you to see things a different way. Now we got all of the terms on the table. And I do think that it is a legitimate thing that highly compassionate empath type folks can sometimes find themselves in relationships with narcissists for a couple of reasons. First of all, in my experience, there is a subset of very empathic folks that have found themselves in even early relationships, so childhood relationships with narcissistic parents or siblings, all right? And in that case, sometimes we even develop that sense of empathy, that ability to feel and lean into what other people in our world are feeling because as a, as a form of self-protection. When you have a narcissistic or abusive parent, and many narcissists are also abusers, or behave abusively, let's just say that. We don't need the label abuser. They often can be abusive in relationships or relationships with them can feel abusive. Some children in those relationships, especially with narcissistic parents, can learn to try to gauge what that parent is feeling for their own self-protection. Because if you know that mom is raging about something right now, or mom's about to go off, or mom's having a rough day, or mom's feeling down, it can give you a little bit of a heads up to protect yourself, okay? And so what we also know is that you know those primary relationships often create the blueprint for our future relationships. So one of the reasons I think that, you know, empaths and narcissists sometimes find themselves pulled together is that many empaths come from narcissistic-like families and then they recreate that in their relationships moving forward. And so they will just naturally be attracted to souls like that until, by the way, they learn to break the pattern, which is 100% breakable. So don't feel that you're locked into anything based on your childhood because you 100 million thousand percent are not. But another reason, so the saying goes, that empaths get drawn to narcissists and vice versa is, again, you know, narcissists don't have a lot of perspective of others. And empaths tend to have an overabundance of that. So they have a whole lot to share. And they often really, you know, can navigate, you know, and they can also see the good in people. So they're going to be more likely, right, to see the good in someone where other people might just see someone who's abusive or self-centered or charming but not very empathic or empathetic. 
But an empath often will see the good in people. You know, they can have the feels and the perspectives for the narcissist. And also, because they're so caring and because they are so good at feeling into what other people are feeling, right, sometimes they don't have really good boundaries. And so, you know, they may project good intentions on that other person based on how they understand the world. So they may be in the habit of and I hope I'm saying this clearly, they may be in the habit of sort of working double time to anticipate the needs of others and in so doing may assume that other people are doing the same thing for them even when they're not. And again, sometimes if you are a kind, caring soul and you're dealing with someone, hey, and you're not very manipulative, right? And you're dealing with someone who's manipulative, it can sometimes be a little confusing because your brain doesn't work that way. And so you don't realize that other brains do. And because you have that innate desire to please and that innate desire to make other folks happy, which many empaths do, because remember, when the other guy's not happy, you feel it like it's happening to you. It sets us up to have these dysfunctional relationships and be pulled into these relationships with narcissists. And there's a lot of great books out there that talk about this. Two of my favorite writers, and I will have this in the show notes, are Judith Orloff, who talks a lot about empaths and narcissists. And also Christiane Northrup wrote a fantabulous book about energy vampires, which is another term for those narcissistic folks, because what oftentimes people with these narcissistic type personalities they kind of drain our energy, right? They kind of, they feed on other people. They want to get adulation from other people. Sometimes, you know, if they're feeling bad, they want other people to feel bad with them. And that's how they get their energy. And so the term has sometimes been called energy vampire, which also both Judith Orloff and Christiane Northrup write about. So if you are more interested in this topic in a way that I think is really healthy and clear, I would direct you towards one of those two books and that will be in the show notes. However, as we often do on this podcast, I'd like to use the rest of this episode not to just talk about the empath and narcissist relationship, but to talk about a lot of the misunderstandings and confusions that I see in the spiritual literature, and especially a lot of the popular media and articles around this floating around, you know, like blog posts and social media, because I think that there are a lot of misconceptions. And I think that there are times where that distinction between empath and narcissist is not crystal clear. I also think there's a lot of situations where I see people in quote unquote bad relationships where everyone's calling narcissist, right? And even the narcissist is calling narcissist, meaning, you know, every bad relationship is not a relationship with the narcissist. And here's the clincher. We all got narcissistic tendency, right? There's not a human being on earth that doesn't have an ego, right? We've talked about the ego a lot. What people with narcissistic personality disorder are in my brain are people where that ego is just completely taken over. It's completely out of control, right? And that inflated sense of self is all they got. They don't know there's anything more. They don't care there's anything more. And they're going to double down on that with all of their might. And friends, we're all like that a little bit. And some of us are like that a lot. And for me, you know, that narcissistic personality disorder is almost like a caricature of, you know, that part of humanity where the ego is just really running the show. But we all have egos and we all have those tendencies and we all have those moments where we're not seeing anything but our own perspective, our own point of view. Even empaths have those, right? Sometimes that's called the victim mentality. So I often think, number one, that that blur between empath and narcissist can be a little bit fuzzy because we all got narcissistic tendencies. And though I would think strictly narcissistic people, they tend not to take other people's perspective in a way that feels satisfying to 
to others. I have known many narcissistic folks that have some empathic abilities. So what do I mean by that? Well, by definition, a narcissistic personality is someone who really has difficulty appreciating other points of view and thinks about things totally as solely in terms of how it serves them, right? So you, as we said before, if you're in a relationship with a narcissistic person, for the most part, they don't care about you. They care about what you can do for them. But I have seen that intuitive aspect of empathy where you can feel into what other people are feeling, right? Where you can read other people's thoughts. I have worked with many and known many narcissistic type folks that are exquisitely good at that. And what they often do, especially in the heat of the moment, is they use that against you. So they have that ability to feel what other people are feeling and it doesn't feel painful to them. They simply tap in, use it, turn it around and use that to say the thing that they know is going to upset you the most. And I do see some people with a little aha moment are raising their hands because you have been in this experience right? You've been in a relationship with someone who had that. It's not, it's not really a gift. So I'll say ability to read you and then use that against you. That dark side of empathy where those same channels can be used for good or for harming and hurting others. So that's one way in which I see the blur between empath and narcissist a little bit fuzzy. I've also known people with sort of these narcissistic-y tendencies, right, who are feelers and they're overwhelmed by the feels of others. And again, they don't have a real sense that other people's needs matter. Everything's about them, which is that narcissistic worldview, right? And narcissists too, when something goes wrong, they will feel like a victim, right? They will tell you that you are victimizing them, which is another thing that we'll get to in a minute. Sometimes too, you know, narcissists too can feel victimized. They can feel overwhelmed. They can sometimes feel overwhelmed by the feels of others. It just does not make them pro-social. It just makes them feel like trapped and caged animals, right? And we all know how a trapped and caged wild animal behaves not so well. But then the last thing I'm going to say is what I was getting at before around victimization and that idea that when we're in the ego, right, and it's happening to us, it's always the other guy's fault. And here's where that narcissist empath kind of drama that I see in the social media channels and blogs can get really difficult because I see a lot of people ending a bad relationship saying he was a narcissist. I'm an empath. He's a narcissist. Code word for I'm right. He's wrong. And I really want to caution you all against this for a couple of reasons. One, that distinction between empaths and narcissists when it fits is so powerful because anyone who's been in a real, true, abusive relationship knows you lose yourself in it and you start to believe in the other person's story of everything. The words that come through is the other person's garbage, right? And you start to lose your sense of self, your sense of worth, your sense of value because the other person is holding that hostage for only when you please them and telling you how terrible you are the rest of the time. And oftentimes in these relationships, we start to believe the abuser and we lose ourselves. And so when we can recognize the cycle and when we can recognize what brought us into that cycle, and oftentimes it is a good loving heart. And sometimes it's also your childhood wounding and all sorts of things that can draw you in. Sometimes we need to learn a lesson about boundaries or undoing karmic relationship that we have with this person. There are so many things that can be learned from these relationships. So if you've been drawn to this episode, I want to let you know if you really do resonate with this idea of having been in an abusive relationship, please know that it served you and don't blame yourself, right? Because everything in life serves us and we're learning. But if you're starting to hear something else when I talk about this, and it's funny because the real empaths, you know, will naturally go, oh no, is this me? (laughs) And probably the ones that need to hear this most might not hear it, but I'm going to try anyway, because what the heck? 
sometimes, right, when we're feeling really wounded, when we're feeling really triggered, when we're feeling really hurt and that ego is up really, really big, we're always going to say it's the other guy's fault. And in any relationship, even one when it has been truly, you know, abusive, it's really important not to take the stance of a victim, not to blame the other guy so much. Although if that helps you get away, start there, right? Because in a truly dysfunctional relationship, we have to learn how to not take responsibility for the other person. That is so important. But it all dovetails because what I was about to say and what I want to say now is in every relationship, you have to make sure that you're taking responsibility for your own actions and let the other person take responsibility for theirs. And sometimes in an abusive relationship, right, we get unclear and we learn that we need to take responsibility for everything. And that is so not right. But on the flip side, if you feel like it's all the other guy's fault and you are just the hapless victim, that's where this whole dynamic of empaths and narcissists can sometimes go wrong. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. Find out how to connect with nature as a powerful source that supports health and well-being. I'm Dina Salisi, and on my podcast, Your Healing Garden, I go on location to talk with artists, authors, healers, teachers, and much more to explore how nature supports us in creating healthy, vibrant lives. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.